0: This is Dubai Eye 103.8. The Everyday
1: Entrepreneur. Stories to inspire you. A bit of Kylie quite apt considering that she was on last night warm welcome into the studio Maya Atani who's the managing director of Atani and Co. Maya thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And we have Kelly Heffy who's a director of greeting cards company Abra Cards. Kelly thanks for coming in also.
2: No worries thanks for having me.
1: So Kelly we'll start with you because Neil and I did get a little bit distracted. You <laughs> have um, Abra Cards that's your business it's an idea um, you came up with when you I guess were maybe fed up of the boring standard cards.
2: Yeah <laughs> Uh, it was a combination of that. I've actually been in Dubai for 12 years.
1: Let's just talk about them a little bit because obviously this is radio. Unless you're watching on Facebook Live, <laughs> you, know. you can't see what we're talking about. So if you pick up one of the cards that's close to you, Kelly, let's sure. just talk through this one. Okay. So that looks like cherry blossom. It is. It's a is cherry it?
2: blossom. So the artwork and the way that we put these together. So we designed these in 3D and the 3D model is then broken down into slice form. So it's a combination of origami and kirigami. So Ori and Kiri means to cut and to fold. So it's basically both all together, and it is laser cut and hand assembled. So it's done completely by hand. The machine obviously takes most of the hard work, but it allows us to get the intricate detailing. Um, That is there.
1: So what we're looking at right now is a is a tree. Um, The card looks like a normal card before you open it. So there's an element of surprise there also. Exactly. Um, It pops open and the tree sticks up, stands up on its It's own. Beautiful. Um, Right. And all of the sort of branches come out and they're pinks and they're browns. It's really impressive. And you have a festive one. There's a Christmas um, wreath here as well, and you have the famous Arabic coffee as well. Yeah.
2: So that's one of the things that makes us different. And that was the biggest point that you have coming here. You know, you can see all different kinds of cards that you can get but you obviously want ones that are going to be specific to where you are um, so we've developed some very very cool Christmas collections so we have Santa on a camel you know <laughs> we wanted to try and touch into the local side of things because you want to be able to gift a little bit back when you go home to show where you're from.
0: So Kelly that that uh, cherry blossom tree is beautiful yeah. how much would that be?
2: So that would be 59 dirhams on the website and that includes free delivery anywhere within the okay. UAU within the next day.
1: And what if you were to go into a um, if you were to go into a regular store here how much would a normal greeting card cost around the
2: same cost around the same price because
1: I find them particularly where I'm from in the UK they're very very expensive compared to home Um, so what you're producing is something very different but for the same price point
2: exactly so it's something completely different it falls completely flat and the price point is along the similar kinds of lines that you would purchase here the b2c side of things which is obviously the customer cards that we're selling on the website was the initial second-fold when we pivoted off the original business plan. Because my background was B2B, I was very focused on working with corporate clients, which meant I knew I could come in and pitch directly to corporates because it's reinventing their marketing. So yeah. you know, we've worked with real estate clients, and you can open up buildings within their brochure. So it pushed through the boundaries of being a standard brochure that was on the coffee table that wasn't necessarily opened. And it obviously Neil's
1: visualizing open. a virtual zone
2: card. Yeah, what's the it sort of minimum order
0: uh, <laughs> that you would need, you know, uh, to avoid it being hugely expensive per, um, per unit? The
2: minimum order is typically around a hundred units. Okay. However, we've done. We we're very, very lucky. We've worked with the royal families throughout the UAE for different things. So obviously, they don't necessarily need 200 birthday cards within the first one. So we've done single units. We worked with the royal family in Saudi last year, and they did seven and a half thousand units, which we turned around in just outside of 10 days. It was wow. the impossible, but you know, we had so much fun doing that. And it's, we're very, very lucky and fortunate to be able to connect with people on another level.
1: Okay, so Maya, I, I want to come to you. You have um, Atani and Co. So you're a marketing consultant and and you talk about brand development and strategy. Listening to what Kelly's saying, um, she sounds like she's got it pretty nailed on in terms of what they do and how they do it. But tell us about your business and how you
3: help businesses like Abracards. Yeah, thank you. So uh, first of all, the cards are amazing. So if you're not in the studio, <laughs> I, I do suggest you follow on Facebook Live and have a look at them. Um, my business, Italian & Company Marketing Consultants, we work with businesses like Kelly's, a local homegrown businesses, to help them understand and harness the power of marketing. So my background is that I've worked with multinationals for most of my career. I learned uh, the discipline there. And after a few years of doing that, I realized I love marketing, but when you work with a 100-year-old brand, there's only so much you can do to really Mm. leave a fingerprint or make an impact. And at the same time, when you look at our local um, surroundings and the businesses that we have here, so many incredible business owners with incredible ideas are just unable to figure out how to get that out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of that starts with first figuring out what you want to say. So Kelly has that nailed, definitely. (laughs) She has her story down, which a lot of brands and businesses don't have. And when you're, um, you might be incredible at making whatever product it is or service it is, but without a brand and without understanding how to build that brand, it's purely a commodity and you can be replicated and pushed out very, very easily. Okay.
1: So if you were to meet um, someone who's listening to the show now who thinks I have a great brand, I have a great local business, but they have no idea where to
3: start, how do you sort of help them um, with that? So first of all, we have to understand exactly what it is they're doing and why they're doing it. The why is incredibly important because so many people can tell you the what straight away. But when you ask them beyond that, the why and what is the story and what makes you different, they can't say that in any succinct way or any way that would be compelling to a person sitting with them. So the first step of us working with any business is helping uh, them formulate the story and the strategy behind their brand. Because a lot of times when you are a small business owner, um, when you start getting momentum, the tide of being a business owner starts to take you. And you take on opportunities that could potentially be interesting or bring in revenue, but don't build your brand in the way that you want to build your brand. So the first step for any business that we work with is we make sure that they are clear on what their brand identity is, what their brand stands for. And then we, we discuss how do we get that out there to people. So, sorry, Neil, you were about to ask.
0: Absolutely. No problem. Turnaround time, Kelly.
2: Turnaround time. Um, basically, you can go onto the website and you can order. Um, as long as it's before 12 o'clock, you will get the next day anywhere throughout the the UAE Um, we also have a few different activations that we're at at the moment so there are a few different events that you can catch that in Abu Dhabi and Dubai
1: Amazing. Um, Maya. can I just go back to talking a little bit about what you did prior to setting up the company? Where where did your business um, come from? Because I believe you were in the corporate world I before was. that.
3: Yeah, so my background is um, fast-moving consumer goods. So I worked with store which is the mother company of Nivea, Userin, La Prairie, and lots of other skincare brands. And that's where I learned the art and science of marketing. Uh, and I think there's, what was beautiful to me is that with multinationals, it's such a strategic approach to marketing. We think 18 months out, two years out. And when I look at the SMEs around us and the local businesses, um, they mistakenly believe that the marketing that these big companies do is all down to budget, when in fact, a lot of it is just the pre-thinking and the strategy. And that's what I wanted to bring to SMEs when I decided to leave the corporate world.
1: I think with many um, small businesses, particularly those starting out, we had a really nice couple um, from KJ Serums, Catherine and her husband were on the show a little earlier. And when you're starting out, there's two employees. Sometimes you think I can't afford to to pay someone to help me with my marketing. What's your sort of, you know, what's your comeback to, to, to those people who say, look, I can't afford to invest in this?
3: I always get I can't afford to build a brand. And I always say you can't afford not to. Because a brand is something that um, will happen whether you like it or not. Just what your brand stands for um, will be in the minds of your consumer. And if you haven't taken the time, effort, or money to shape what that story is in their minds, they're going to be saying something about you that you don't like, or they're going to be saying nothing at all. And so you don't have to um, work with a firm. You don't have to work with an expensive consultant. You What you have to do is to understand that it takes time and foresight and thinking um, to put together an, uh, your your path forward. A lot of these businesses aren't not spending. It's not like they're being tight. They're, they may be spending quite a lot every month, but just in an ad hoc manner. Um, And in a way that doesn't actually lend itself to building their brand long term, you know, they get uh, they'll get emails about a a new, um, you know, Christmas market or another event or a collaboration. And each individual opportunity may seem interesting, but in the big scope of things, they're spending money in ways that don't actually um, build to a bigger picture.
0: I'd add to that, Natalie. I mean, I think you know when, when you um, take on a big marketing company, you're paying for their infrastructure and their office and so on. There's a huge number of small companies out there in, in our ecosystem who, you know, they do care more. As one as, as one of our interviewees was saying earlier, so they try that little bit harder. Mm. I guess the challenge for a small business is getting that message out there so that people know that you can provide those services and get them.
3: Absolutely. I mean, at our firm, we're extremely passionate about the local economy. We we actually work um, at the moment completely with local businesses. And even that message, getting that, there, for a local business to come and hear that, okay, you understand the struggles that a local mm. SME goes through. Yeah. You're not used to multinational budgets. I mean, I was in my poor previous career, but now I understand that every dirham spent is so valuable, and so one of our values as a, as a, as a firm is that we are pragmatic. That's something that oh, I really, really infuse into everything we do and to, with all our team members, that we will not put together this beautiful glossy plan that's gonna sit in a PowerPoint deck on your computer and never come to life because you're not gonna be able to afford it. But if you do want your business to scale and if you do want your business to go somewhere, you are gonna have to consider marketing in your business plan before you start, or else you're gonna be bootstrapping for a very, very long time. And Kelly, when you started Abra
1: Cards, what was the sort of um, situation in terms of um, marketing? How much thought was in there at the outset or is that something that you've developed and grown with the business?
2: The original outset that we had for Abra is we wanted to establish a brand that people would be able to connect with and that originally started with the concept when we were coming up with the logo so the logo is a boat hence the Abra and obviously in the UAE the Abra is down on the souk, it's a form of communication it allows you to transfer goods and communications from one side of the port through to the other so we wanted to make sure that it had the core values of the UAE Actually, regimented in with the logo, and then the origami boat itself shows that we're flexible enough to be able to communicate and translate into anything else. So, we have the flexibility. So, when we actually developed the logo, it allowed us to move things forward and keep everything with brand guidelines. And I think ultimately, people need to push really, really hard to try and be able to communicate with people. And, like Maya was saying, you know, you just sort of need to start, and every dirham spent is very, very important. But I think that, you know, some of the baby steps that people have when they're developing things is they need to respond to people's comments I think that's a very key thing that people often forget is that they don't like uh, respond to all of the likes comments and feedback and they should be taking that on board because it will allow you to understand the customers that are responding to your products Um, so that's a key thing for us especially when we're using like you have you have polls we do something similar so ahead of Diwali and a few different occasions we'll have initial concepts that will be posted online and then we can gauge feedback back and mm. understand what the market wants and then we can develop that from there.
1: And uh, my, it's really interesting listening to Kelly because Like you said, Kelly has a very strong story. Her business has a story. The concept's there. The messaging is there. The brand is there. The logo's there. For you, that's the kind of place you want to get your clients to. But how easy is it to convince them that that is where they need to be? (laughs) Um, Well,
3: first of all, I'm incredibly impressed that you have brand guidelines and you're a (laughs) two-year-old business. Because for most businesses, when they say, they come to you, they say, can you do my brand? What they mean is, can you create my logo? (laughs) And the logo is the visual manifestation of months and months of work prior to that, because as Kelly explained so eloquently, it's her logo is a complete visual representation of what her business stands for. And yes, you might like blue, or you might like green, but those don't necessarily have to go into your logo if they don't represent what your business is. So yes, where Kelly is, is definitely the starting point of where we want to get our clients to before they start putting themselves out there in a mass way. And honestly, we choose our clients um, based on who we believe is strategic enough to want to work with us. So a lot of business will come to us and want marketing and want support and yet we can tell they're looking for the short term pickup for the short term um, return on investment that doesn't again necessarily lend itself for the long run and we don't work in that way and so I'm always very clear that we work with people who understand this is a long game, um, this is something about building a strategy that's going to preserve you to be able to make it through these difficult times because um, the first thing that's cut usually during economic downturn is marketing which is Mm. really the wrong thing to do and actually, the businesses that thrive are the ones that invest counter-cyclically and the ones that know that during hard times, you have to double down on what your brand is, who your community is. And Kelly's absolutely right. You know, a lot of people have 100, 150 fans on on their Instagram, you know, the followers on their Instagram or 200. And they think, oh, once I get to 1,000, you know, we'll start having a real clear way of approach on this. But it's those first 150 that are going to grow you. And if you don't invest in that community and if you don't have a clear message for that community, you won't grow.
1: And can you tell us some of the the clients that you work with, um, Atani & Co, because you mentioned it's all um, small businesses, which I think is really, really
3: nice to hear. Uh, So it's small to medium enterprise so we, we do work generally with clients who have are, been in business probably 5 to 10 years mostly I would say uh, at the moment we're working with a holiday home rental business called Boutique Living Collections so they have a porf- large portfolio of holiday homes in the UAE we're working with a wellness academy in Abu Dhabi called Ezhir that's just launched and so we worked with them prior to that on actually setting up the foundation before launch which is an incredible opportunity because if you're there at the very very beginning you can make sure all the bricks are laid properly um, we also work with a luxury automobile detailing business called Lead Right. So we're sector agnostic. And what we really want to show is that branding and marketing help in every sector and and they can build a business uh, no matter what they do.
1: Okay. And um, Kelly, one of the things I was curious to know is you've got the greetings cards, you've got birthday cards. Is there something else you're thinking about doing? You said you had to pivot with the business. Um, Is there something, a new area that suddenly um, appealed or you're thinking of another direction again?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously greeting cards, pop-ups aren't a new thing. They've been around for a long, long time and are Product is something that has just evolved a little bit more. However, we have to be aware that digital is something that is not going away and is such a huge element that we need to incorporate in our day-to-day business. And this was something that it was one of our corporate clients that approached us. And what happened was is they said, Kelly, we love the pop-ups and you know it's such an amazing thing. We'd like you to develop a pop-up for us, but we need to be able to break boundaries through. So we were approached by a developer here in the real estate Uh, department and they basically mentioned to us that They have a project that has not yet been funded and they wanted to be able to secure funding from it but reinvent the way that they put this proposition forward. So we created a 3D pop-up of the tower that they were being proposed to build. And in addition to that, we developed an augmented reality app. So it allows you to scan the corner logo or activator that we've placed on the printed base of the card and it will give a full walkthrough of a 3D render of a building that hasn't been developed. So... It's cheaper for you to be able to send this piece of marketing material and you get so much more out of it because they're never expecting that and... You know, it's something that we've been very excited to work on. So that's how it's working on the B2B side of things. As an example, the Christmas ranges, we've got a selection of cards that you can scan and there are different animations. So some of the cards will snow, some of the ones will have fireworks (laughs) and confetti. So we can adapt those and change those. What I really like
0: about this is, you know, if you've got an email um, that that links to a walkthrough of the building, you probably click on, on, you know, one in a hundred. But if you've got a card... With, with something where you can scan it and go straight through it. I bet it's 90%. So that's, you know, u- using what we might consider old media to help with, with new yeah, media.
3: Exactly. That's exactly. Great. I'd love to chime in here as well. I mean, Kelly's talking about leveraging digital to build her business further. And it, there's been no better time to be an SME because of the amount of digital tools that are out there, a lot of which are free. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're at the moment, you have a business and you haven't set your digital presence properly or aren't using digital tools to automate and make your life easier, Um, that's something that you should definitely look at and work on at the moment.
1: One um, final question for both of you actually is about our topic today, and we're asking people if they shop locally. Now, Maya, this is critical for you because lots (laughs) of the businesses you work for and with are are local. So, just give us a few lines on perhaps why um, local businesses and uh, and community supporting local businesses
3: are key. Uh, I think it goes back to if you think about what I said, where why I left um, my my corporate job is that you don't see the fingerprints of what you're leaving. When you buy local, you are supporting a family and. Entrepreneur, a dream, you're really building something up and you're contributing, and it's the same spend. So, if you're getting a top quality product, like you had KJ Serum on earlier, and she makes incredible skincare, rather than buying globally uh, sourced skincare, you can spend the same amount, perhaps even less, and be supporting somebody. So, it's, it's also feel good, which is great around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we put together a, a holiday gift guide as well on our website, exactly for that. For, you know, if you're going to, you know, there are local businesses that create major Bikes. So if you're planning to buy a bike for someone for Christmas, usually you might buy a Schwinn or something, other global brands. Think about buying local because that way you're not only getting something that's good, but it also feels
0: What good. is your website, Maya? Uh,
3: that's itaniandcompany.com. I-T-A-N-I and company.com. I-T-A-N-I and, company.com. Hey, and Kelly, from your
1: perspective, you know, you obviously have lots of business clients and you have people who want to gift these cards. Why has it been so important that, that this brand has been picked up and supported locally? I
2: understand firsthand how hard it is. I mean, previously working in publishing, you know, you obviously have people that recognize the titles that you're working from. So when you ring up from a certain publication, they're like, oh, yes, I know straight away. So there's often these corporations that as soon as you hear that name, it immediately comes with the brand. And the difference is, is you know as a small business you have to knock on so many doors I understand the battles I think it's something that I'm aware of firsthand and I would I mean I always choose to support locally even though it's only a few dirhams different you know you are supporting the time energy and focus that somebody has taken away from spending time with their family to develop a new product and I think that is so important to be able to let people know that you are supportive because you've obviously got a community that you're actually impacting as well.
1: Okay, that's all we've got time for, ladies. Really, really lovely to talk to you, our everyday entrepreneurs, this week. Maya Atani, managing director at Atani and Co. Maya, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you for having me. And Kelly Heffy, who's the director of AbraCards. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, and bringing ladies. some three D, three D glow to the office. Paper yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is Dubai I One Hundred Three Point Eight.